This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There's an old saying that pride comes before a fall, and that's certainly true where Mansfield Town are concerned this week. A proud victory on the road to Carlisle, backed up by an immense 45 minutes against Leighton Orient. But perfection doesn't quite happen for the Stags, who went on to surrender a cast-iron 2-0 lead to lose 3-2 and send the pendulum swinging back into Negativity Avenue. And if the defensive woes weren't enough for Dempster to contend with, he's got an injury list which is growing at a rapid rate, with Neil Bishop and Nicky Maynard definitely missing Saturday's home class with Stevenage, and defenders Kellen Gordon and Hayden White also looking extremely doubtful. This week we reflect on what can only be described as a display of beautiful woefulness as we try and figure out what caused the self-destruct button to be pressed on Tuesday and try and scramble a side together for Saturday with just one fit striker who, on the bright side, has enjoyed a phenomenal start to the campaign. As always, we'll have your comments and questions from the live feed, plus we'll tentatively head inside the dressing room to hear from boss John Dempster and long-serving defender Samel Benning. You don't want to hold on to it too long, the disappointment. You've got to use the negativity to um, fuel you inside and your stomach. Um, but also you've got to take the positives and move on quickly and make sure that we're fully focused for the next challenge. We're a collective, we need to move forward together. I think there's a lot of experienced pros, um, including myself now, obviously playing here for five years now. Um, So we do take a huge responsibility and we have to take responsibility for Tuesday night because the gaffer can kind of give us instructions, but to concede like we did in the the 96th minute is down to the players really, isn't it? So... Yeah, we'll take responsibility, but we can't dwell on it, like I said, still early days and a win Saturday changes everything. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. Now, has anybody seen my boots? It's all right, lads. I think we'll be absolutely fine on Saturday. I found them, it's fine. Me and Danny Rose up front, absolute dream team. I'm going out. <sighs> I don't think our problems can get any worse, can they, than needing me up front? I don't know. Who knows? Oh, Anything well, can happen. We know we're hitting rock bottom here. Yeah. I'll go and go. Anything <laughs> can happen. Need a keeper. Anything. Oops, started early. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, okay. Anything can happen watching Mansfield Town. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, a show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield matters and a week in football is a very long time. And we were sat here last week saying two wins from two were great and really lift the mood. And we were halfway there on Saturday at five o'clock. 
and then Tuesday happened. Um, before we get started though tonight, um, it is just a bit of a generic thing uh, to say. Obviously, in the week there was the statement from the club in regards to Jacob Mellis and Dion Donoghue. Uh, please note that tonight we will not be talking directly about the suspension of Jacob Mellis and Dion Donoghue. Any comments or questions surrounding the alleged incident and not the matter, uh, no matter how well they are intended, will uh, be ignored. This is an issue for the club to deal with internally and not one for speculation. So please bear that in mind tonight uh, when you leave your comments. I know a lot of people have an opinion on it, uh, but the uh, incident, uh, the alleged incident itself is not for us to speculate or comment on. We're here to talk purely uh, about the footballing side of things. The eagle-eyed amongst you will notice that we have changed lineup a little bit uh, for tonight because we're trying desperately anything to sort our form out. The stags are all over the place, so we thought we should be all over the place. And in typical podcast fashion, one of us has forgot the rule about wearing a stag shirt and therefore must do at least 4,000 press-ups before the end of uh, tonight's podcast. And then they can't be able to do one. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, that's it. I think four would have been pushing it, to be fair. As always, I'm joined by the Chuckle Brothers, Cam Felton and uh, Nathan Edge. I'll start with uh, you, Nath. Like I said, football is a, a funny old game and a week is a long time in football. What's happening? <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a big question, isn't it? Um, I mean, I t- over the last, the last two games, obviously Carlisle away and Lane Orient at home, if I thought we were going to win one of those, I would have probably s- swapped them around. And I'd have, I was, uh, I had already accepted defeat on Saturday before three o'clock. I, you know, I really thought we were going to get turned over by Carlisle, but you know, let's start with, with a positive. And you know, we, we went, we went all the way there. Probably not under the same amount of pressure that we have been at home because obviously it's a long way. And although we took a great following, it's it's you know it's obviously less numbers of what you're going to get at home. So the players probably felt a bit less under pressure, and uh, you could probably see that because uh, they 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 turned up. Not just going forward, but defensively, we we looked pretty strong. Obviously, Carlisle tested us, which we expect they're going to test a lot of teams. Although they did go and lose to Cheltenham on Tuesday night, so who knows where they're going to end up at the end of the season, but. Um, you know they they tested us, but we we stood up to that task. Is that what swung in our favour, Cam, on Saturday? The fact it was so many miles from home, and all that toxicity from the previous week, which we spoke about last week, um, it was sort of ironed out a little bit and put to the side because it was so far from where it was happening. Oh, definitely. I'm going to get shot down in the comments. You'd, you'd only got like you die-hard fans at places like your Carlisles. So all it was a long trip. Where were you? Working, actually was. Um, still listening now. Important, uh, but that crap, that cloud of toxicity wasn't wasn't there because you'd got hadn't got the boo boys that maybe turn up for maybe half a season, and it's like I don't know how to sum it up really because it's like it's a typical Mansfield thing to do. The game that you'd expect us to struggle in, we go and make it look easy. And then flip that on its head a few days later and we capitulate. It was a capitulation in absolutely beautiful style in some respects, <laughs> Nate, wasn't it? Because at half time, sitting there two goals to the good, having absolutely wiped the floor with, with Leighton Orient, we're thinking there's absolutely no way back in, into this game for them. But then I don't know about you, but and, and, and you as well, Cam, and, and those of you that are watching and listening, but. Five minutes before Leighton Orient scored, we're getting pushed further and further back. We're not getting on the ball. We're looking tired. 
we started to look a little bit arrogant and to be honest I could actually see them winning the game even at 2-0 up yeah. and that's scary to say very um, I mean uh, the first half and sort of the start of the second half I sort of felt like hold on a minute maybe we're, we're starting to get a get things together a bit I felt like we'd, we'd, we'd come with some confidence from what we managed to to, to start building at Carlisle and I thought is this where we you know get our, our season kick started but all of a sudden you can just see a bit of a couple a few mistakes coming there and it just felt like the confidence in the mainly the defensive side of the team but even the midfield was overrun completely uh, you just felt the conf- confidence was gone and then there was only going to be one winner and I just think uh, you know I, I, I think Dems have to take a bit of responsibility as well as the players because the subs didn't change anything in a positive manner at all um, in some ways it probably made things slightly worse I know it's easy to say that now in hindsight but I felt there was dif- different options you could have taken which you didn't um, and like you said there was only one team going to go and, and win it and to be fair to Leighton Orient they, they deserved it in the end Absolutely I think one thing for me Cam was how you can go from being so good on one hand for 45 minutes to the absolute opposite and that's not just as a team that's individually as well because Conrad Logan did so so well and this is not an attack at him whatsoever but he did so well in silencing some of the critics he's faced over the last couple of weeks in the first half two tremendous saves at one look to keep us in the game and then questionably three hours arguably, arguably two errors definitely one error for which led to their first goal something's got to give at some point hasn't it how, how do you go from that to that it's it's unreal the transformation it was starting to look shaky towards the end of the first half there were a couple of balls back that defence played which we'd not seen for a while because they didn't play the ball back to Logan for the first few games of the season and he I can't remember I think he put it straight into touch or give it straight to them it's like oh now it's not going to end well and then obviously lo and behold we fall to pieces in the second half um, he did play well and I, I, I held my hands up and said to the guys that I sit with that was the best 45 minutes that we've seen all season and that was better than a lot of the football we played last season so how can we it's like we've gone completely the opposite in the second half it's like obviously earlier in the season with 2-0 down at Carlisle uh, not Carlisle Newport second half got ourselves back in it it's like the total opposite whatever was said in the dressing room half times not not worked and I don't know whether it was that the tactics or players mentality players fitness something was wrong was there a bit of arrogance in there Nath? possibly Um, I I just think it was more confidence than anything you know I just think with everything that's gone on so far as soon as those few mistakes started creeping in you know, from Logan and from from defence and other players, I think we just went into panic mode, and I don't think we had any answers for it. Like I said, we we didn't look fit, but I I don't know if fitness is. I think it was more of a mentally fatigue to me because I think in previous games we've done we've come from behind and had enough fitness to to chase games in that aspect. So why was Tuesday any different in in a way? I know we. We're down to the bare bones with a squad that obviously is going to play a big factor and it's probably going to be over the next few weeks as well unfortunately unless we can do some business in the transfer window so arrogance possibly at 2-0 but after that I, for me it was it was panic absolutely keep your comments uh, coming in if you're watching it in the live feed if you listen to the audio version of this come and join us every thursday at 6 30 
Ish. and get involved with the show for the fans by the fans why see you know they all have their own parts to play in this show it's great uh, some of you getting in touch already tonight uh, evening to Michael and to Richard who's supposed to hello uh, Gary says we're here to talk about a lot this week that is a fact it is indeed because there is a lot to talk about uh, Roger says Stags got overpowered in midfield the last 30 minutes and things looked ominous at 2 all two very good chances at the beginning of the second half Mal Benning should have scored. We'll hear from him and get his thoughts uh, on the game and where things perhaps went wrong uh, later in the show as we'll hear from him and uh, boss John Dempster tonight. Uh, he has been speaking today, can John Dempster, about um, potential incomings with that uh, paper-thin squad. Let's address the paper-thin squad first. Neil Bishop was ruled out on Tuesday for two to three weeks. Uh, Nicky Maynard will miss Saturday's game with a hamstring problem, perhaps out for a week or so, which leaves only Danny Rose as the only fit, uh, experienced striker. Hayden White was on crutches on uh, Wednesday morning and he is 60-40 not to play on Saturday. Kellen Gordon's had a back spasm and is 50-50 to play. The only saving grace is that Matt Preston's suspension uh, is up and therefore will return uh, undoubtedly to the defence, but it's going to be... Uh, it's going to have somewhat of a feel to square pegs round holes isn't it in some areas I think filling a team is fine it's the bench that we're going to worry about because we saw on Tuesday we've got all the key players out there and then we had no one to bring on so fair enough we've got CJ but I think he's the only experienced player that we've got on the bench Amari's played two games for us and all the rest hadn't started one other than Lewis Gibbons he'd started a couple one one. So no, nobody's sort of more than ten sort of games, other than uh, CJ has got that experience. Yeah, great. Give youth a chance. It's a question of not having a choice, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think I think Tuesday night was the not necessarily the wrong players, but the wrong time to bring them on. I think if we'd have bought, for example, James Clark on earlier in the game, let him get settled in. I think we could have defended better. I think he did pretty well when it was. I think he did a satisfactory job, but the fact is that that Knight was the, struggling for a while before the, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He should have been on that pitch and given. The goal came down that right hand side, though. Mm. They're left or right. And, and, yeah. and, and, and I feel for Smith as well because we've so, we, we've he's shown so much potential in the uh, pre season and the, the, the time he's been on the pitch, but that just for me was not the right environment to put him in. It, it was a. We was absolutely being a completely overrun in midfield by then. It was literally being bypassed, and I think putting a, I think in that situation, I know we, it's, I know we didn't have the experience on the bench, but we could have reshaped the actual team on, uh, well, the, on the field. Well, you see, this is this is the only time I'm going to mention the aforementioned Mellis and Donahue. If they have not disobeyed club rules, I'm not going into what they have or have not allegedly done. If they had not disobeyed club rules and basically broken the terms of the contract Mellis for one would have been available for Tuesday and therefore would have had an extra bit of an experience that's yeah. all we're saying on there and Donahue probably would have been about ready correct or that's, at least yeah. on the bench that's all we're saying on, on, on those two so their actions in terms of breaking the club rules have had an effect uh, that's all we'll say on, on I agree but, anyway. but, but my other point is when, so when you take, take them obviously all them injuries and suspensions out of the equation because obviously nothing can be done to affect that but when you look at the situation we were in and the, the players we had on the bench as you've already said we only had CJ on the bench who was unfortunately at the moment an out of form CJ mm. so I think for me I, 
I, I, this sounds a bit crazy, but I'd have, I'd have dropped Rose back in, in there a little bit. We know he can Absolutely. win out. We know he can battle. <laughs> and I'd have still put CJ on. Put him, when put Hayden, him right, this is, people will, look, will say I'm mad, but when Hayden White was injured and they were starting to get back into the game, the only person who should have gone to right side of centre half was Danny Rose. Because he'd have won every single header and would have marked him out of the game like we did at Newport. When I, we know, won the I, know. I was thinking more mid, mid defensive midfield, but still. What do you mean goal? Is this still. <laughs> Danny, right. Here's your team for Saturday Danny Rose, 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 and Danny Rose. Who's Danny Rose? Danny Rose. Danny Rose. Danny, Danny Rose, sorry. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I mean, that's what I'm, the, the whole. Like, so bringing, bringing Smith on, I just don't think he had the experience to know how to deal with that situation so I, I just felt that there was more that we could have done not necessarily using the bench but with the shape with the team that we had on there we just didn't react to anything in the right way in, in, you know, in my opinion it's did the, the wrong players go off as well I mean so we talk about those who, who come on but I think for me it was clear that Willem Tomlinson was still struggling a little bit after his recent injury and clearly wasn't fit for another 90 minutes hmm. after playing you know, relatively all, all the game on, on Saturday at Carlisle and travelling should Tomlinson have, have gone off and like you say dropped Rose back in there to help out and maybe pushed Smith a little bit higher or, or you know brought some you'd have had Otis on as well because obviously yeah. instead of taking Otis on I know he did disappear a little bit in that second half because he was pretty much being marked out he had a great first half the second half he didn't see much of the ball but that's where you need to be smarter because the only reason why he didn't see much of the ball because he just bypassed him every time so that's where like you say dropping Rose back there or and then giving well it's not exactly fresh legs is it but um, well Smith's going to be in there to help him I think it, it would have made a difference having that extra sort of packing midfield a little bit more I don't know it, it, I, I, I did say, feel I think, it was all wrong I think when we start to get overrun I think maybe f- when Hayden start to struggle I think maybe going four four two would have absolutely sorted yeah. the issue because it's like we were literally defending on the last line yeah and it was too much of the defence. At least if we'd got the four four two, we've got a little bit of resistance in the midfield. Absolutely. And then you can bring CJ on and just put him on the left hand side, where he's a little bit more give them something to worry about. Effectively, yeah. give them something to think about. Yeah. And whether he touches the ball or not, it automatically gives them to think or, about. Or instead of bringing Smith on, took Gordon or White off and brought Gibbons on. Absolutely. Again, another central defender who's all right. Maybe not as experienced but he's, he can play in that position where we, we perhaps needed to tighten up a little bit and, and shore things up it's it's a lot so it's a lot of things a lot of questions to, to ask but ultimately and this is not a dig at, at John Dempster whatsoever because he's got you know more senior people who experience in the game around him is there a little bit of naivety which is creeping in from Dempster at the moment in terms of being too afraid to, to change it and being too afraid to, to gamble because of what the reactions might be. Is he afraid to, when you've got a striker who's red up, scored two goals, to drop him a little bit deeper for the good of the team? Is he afraid to do that? Is there a bit of naivety there? I don't welcome dropping Rose a bit deeper. Point proven last season. Fair enough, he didn't score all the goals last season, but he was our best defender. He's always been our best always defender. Always been best ever defender. Since, ever since day one. Is there a bit of naivety there, Naif? Do you think? Is there a learning curve that still needs to be to be made? Or I think so far you could say that. I mean, I mean Tuesday's ha- highlighted it to an extreme because so much went wrong and obviously it ended up in a defeat in the worst fashion possible. And and what worries me is it was against the late Norwich side. To me, I don't think we're actually that good. They're just they big weren't. and strong. They're nothing. You know, they're, I don't think they're going to be up there come the end of the season. So. 
losing a game like that at home um, is, is, is concerning and uh, I, there's so much not not just with those substitutions and the, and the tactical changes but off the field as well that just nothing seems to be going right for us at the moment so um, is it bad luck is it bad management I, it's hard to say I mean I'm not going to be one that says he needs to go because I think that's way too early in the absolutely. season absolutely 10 games 12 games if it doesn't change then maybe things might change in my opinion towards that a little bit more but something isn't quite right at the moment and we need to I think we need to be brave now and and, and oh, well, I want to say Saturday make some brave changes but we haven't got that many options we ain't so. got the choice to <laughs> yeah well. that's, that's the issue isn't it now we have now that we did have those options now those options are taken away so we really need to gr- grit and come together as a team and really, battle now really do more comments uh, coming in from you guys keep them coming in in the comments that really want to uh, hear uh, from you guys get your thoughts in now um, Roger says um, Khan coming off also affected the midfield no disrespect to uh, to Smith uh, Jay says we'll not win promotion with Conrad Logan in the sticks unfortunately uh, Richard says Conrad is not a commander in his box I don't think the players at the back are comfortable with him in goal just my opinion um, and he also says it's time to get a new keeper and what's it got to take got a new keeper and what's it got to take for him to get his chance uh, Roger says who will play right back on Saturday great question uh, Dean says uh, best form of defence is to attack the blame is all down to the manager uh, Martin says uh, hi from Hong Kong again lads glad I was 6,000 miles away from that second half against Orient reminiscent of the infamous 540 defeat to Bristol City in 2002-2003 loan signings needed uh, despite not serving us too well last season which areas need strengthening the most a goalkeeper a central midfielder uh, we'll come to that in a second more comments coming in from you guys as well uh, Liam says manager made a wrong decision can't be bringing Smith on when winning 2-1 with 15 minutes left with no experience uh, Callum says evening guys same situation sat here last week again if only we had a team of Danny Roses Callum Gordon looking very good so far shame he's got a slight knock hope we can turn it around and put in a good performance against Stevenage fingers crossed uh, we can do that let's go to address some of those uh, questions then uh, first and foremost uh, John Dempster has said today or has admitted today the need for new bodies given the current injury uh, crisis obviously the number 21 players have been put in place to step up and maybe fill some gaps on the bench that sort of thing but when it comes to experienced players Andy Burgess is currently looking for some but they will very unlikely be in place uh, for Saturday but what areas would you be would you be looking at let's again I've got to mention the names because they come into the fold here Mellis and Donahue we don't know how long their suspension is going to be it could all be sorted out tomorrow and they could both play Saturday it might take another two three months so you've you've got to factor in in that situation Bish no disrespect to Bish but he's the oldest player at the club he's not going to get as fit as quick as he was and even when he does get back fit is he going to be competing at the same level given the injury he's had has Tomlinson fully got over his injury for me it's the central of the midfield where we need to be looking at a body what about you Nath? Yeah I would 100% agree, agree that is the number one priority um, you know it's already pretty short and with we're only what four games into the season so um it's worrying but then i i think we don't have i think unfortunately i don't i don't i don't think i don't, I don't want to see bring in loads of players but at the moment we sort of need to and i think we 
forward we need to bring a, a striker in which is absolutely easier said than done um, do we need to be ruthless if, if money is an issue I don't think it is but I know there's rumours going around that obviously there's not been as much investment this year although I'd quash those with the likes of the signs of Maynard and I Cook. think it's been smarter spend uh, yeah. yeah smarter spend is probably a better way of looking at it if it is an issue and is, if numbers are an issue do we need to be a little bit more ruthless and say Craig Davis thank you very much we're going to pay up your contract come to an agreement do we need to be more ruthless Dad, Dave, Dave were coming good before he got injured. D- this is the thing. He's been injured. I like. I've been out for a long time, but he did do well last year when he did play for us. Yeah, yeah. But it's it it so it, rare. It, it, I think Amari's played more. I did say a few weeks ago, well, a couple of weeks ago, that he's started back. His his sort of uh, he's running on grass yeah, now. Yeah. He's not. He, he can't be far anything, off light. We've anything since, have we, about that? But if he's only a month or two months away, then I think he's worth keeping. Obviously, touching what that nothing else happens and he, he picks up and it, it, you know, it gets a setback. But I don't know. I, st- I still think saying that I don't like saying it because I think he's he's been fantastic for the club in terms of his positivity when he's been out. He's always on Twitter and social media backing us and everything. But ultimately, if if and it's a big if, I don't think it is. But if there's an issue regarding having a set number of players on a set strict stringent budget, then surely something has. Has to give in, in some ways. It's a horrible game of Jenga to play with people's personal lives, really. Mm. I don't know. It's a difficult one. I, I think um, personally, I'd, I'd, I'd want to see him stay. Uh, and if I know this is all the if so, isn't it? It's if we have got a stringent budget or not. We don't know that, so it's hard to say. But surely we can at least dip into a loan. I think the, the, the biggest problem is, is just finding that sort of player at this time of the season. We're so close to the end of the transfer window, it's going to be very difficult to find the right player to fit into the. I into suppose the, team. the whole thing with it becoming to the end of the transfer window, you might have a couple of players that are like, maybe were out of reach at the beginning, but like, oh, I'm going to need a club now. I'll drop me. I'll drop my expectations a little bit. Then that might help slightly. And as mad as it sounds, someone like Stephen Dawson from Bury. Well, I think he could be the answer in midfield. Obviously, desperate for a club. Nobody wants to see anybody in, in that situation. It's the right area for him. He obviously knows a few of the players here and has got a connection with the club. And it would the, obviously help the, him pl- as well, the sort of player that he is, though, would have worked on Tuesday night. Yeah. Absolutely. And this, um, it, it's it's frustrating. It is it is really frustrating because nobody knows what the situation is. Is there either? D day so. tomorrow, isn't it? Absolutely, it, it's it's daft. More comments circling in. Uh, Roger says I can't understand why Amari didn't come on Tuesday night. He had a good pre-season. Uh, and Liam mentioned uh, the sign of Timmy Elshnick. Uh, John Dempster was asked uh, about that in uh, today's press conference, and he basically has put uh, a full stop on that and underlined that that deal is dead in the water and will not be happening. Do so. we know why? No, it didn't give a reason for it. It was just. It's dead in the water. That was literally his, his comment. So, yeah, that's a shame. It is. It is. It is. He did a job, and he did it well when he played for us. And obviously, Flitcroft had all the right ideas, bringing uh, Grant and wrong idea. And oh God, who else did we bring in? Gethin Jones. He's um, also without a club, ironically, at the minute, and we do need a right back. <laughs> Just saying. I like Gethin. I really did. 
I thought I thought it was decent. And it just... Anyone know what Will Atkinson's doing? She might to get Ando back on her ass. <laughs> yeah, he's out out of a club as well. Oh dear, it's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's funny, isn't I it? I bet he's sat here laughing at us right now, to be honest. Oh, it's funny in the comments because, as I said about Will Atkinson, Callum has just put in the comments, Where's Will Atkinson when you need him? Because yeah. he can play centre mid, <laughs> he and, he can play centre mid and right back. And so, play on Tuesday, I would have started sliding quite nicely, wouldn't it? I would have had one of those games where I would have been sitting here bigging him up for keeping them at bay. Oh, it's, it's, well, you've got to laugh, yeah. haven't you? You've got to laugh at, at how football turns out sometimes, don't you? It's, it's I'm trying to laugh. I'm trying. Thing. But it's, it's right, let's, let's quit all the positives because there was some very, very good po- football played Saturday and Tuesday. Uh, before our time on Tuesday, obviously. Yes, Callum, I am with this comment. Get Digby in. No. Yes. No. Wrong yes. Wrong sort as much as Digby was a, a nice guy. Actually, and I all, bring back Digby. He was a nice guy and all that, but... Times. I don't, I don't know. know where it it's is. It's been coloured green at some point. Uh, D- <laughs> Digby wants to be the player to to fix all this. I don't think. Can play centre back. Can play right back. Can play centre mids. Yeah, but he can't string. Just up. right. Just watch him score the win for us against us on Saturday. Him and Joel Byron. Job done. He, Joel Byron. No. 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 no, no. <laughs> Uh, anyway, going I mean, back to your point, fair, sorry, going back to your point. Score, anyone can score. So. Exactly. Can you go back Some to your point? More. Sorry, I've well, got Yeah, we've, we've spent how long we've been live now? Uh, uh, half an hour, and we've n- not mentioned a single positive yet. Uh, I can mention I can oh, mention yeah. the positive in two words Danny Rose. Oh, Danny Rose, yeah. Uh, Nicky Maynard's finally got a goal, and it was a well worked goal. Uh, fantastic finish. That da- out, yeah, indeed, yeah, yeah. Out, and then. Danny Nicky Rose Maynard, that was his second goal of the season by the way if you forget oh, of course, his, his yeah. score he's on the way away from home but yeah go on I, I guess, I'll give it you <laughs> ish, uh, ish. but they, they're starting to get that bit of a partnership and unfortunately obviously Nicky's now injured but we're starting to we did start to see the Nicky Maynard that we knew that we were going to get I think we can honestly say going forward Scoring goals, we're doing the job at the moment. As as daft as it sounds, when we're playing so badly, but this season, what? How, how many have scored? Is it eight so far? Yeah. Include the cup. Yeah. Um, you know, five of them are Danny. We've had the best, as in, well, we're scoring two goals every game. Is the first time we've done that ever in well since nineteen since ever we joined the EFL. So there's a record being broken. If you could sort of say that, positive, you mate. Tick up the positives. Tick so, up the positives. I mean, but, yeah, but then it's completely the opposite to last season because it's the defence where we're messing up. Whereas last season, it was absolutely opposite. Defence, we were were solid and we couldn't score. It was well, we were scoring one or two, but we wasn't taking our chances. Where at the moment we're sort of clinical. So we're not creating that many chances, but we're taking them when they come. It's oh, I, I don't know. How do we fix this? Uh, if I'm we, stuck. I mean, we, <laughs> if we're stuck and we're baffled, I can't imagine this scenario, this conversation in the manager's office with Dempster, Glover, and his backroom team. What must they be thinking at the minute? I'd like to think they've got more ideas than us. They should, yeah, they should know those players inside out, and it's their job to do it. But at the moment, you sort of look at it and you think they, they might not know the answer, or they, they're certainly going to be struggling to figure it out when you've got such sort of small number of tools available for them when, when everything's the way it is like, this, like like I said earlier I think especially over the next couple of weeks regardless of who we manage to bring in or who we don't 
we've got to, I think we've got to have a real battle on our hands just to really take it to teams because I think we're going to, it's going to be tough. Very Man, tough. Go on. I think I think the one one of the positives that we can take out of this and look towards Saturday is that the fact that Stephen and are in much worse of a situation than what we are with injuries. I think they've got about 11, 12 players out of the minute. We're not far so, off, I don't think. We're not far <laughs> off, but... We're they up are, against the right team, aren't we, really? Yeah, we really it. are. And I think if we can get through this week and get a couple of bodies in next week, I might just about manage to scrape through this. See, the other problem we've got, I don't like adding problems to the fire, but the other problem we've got is we've got a fixture on Tuesday night, which we've also got an obligation to play. Because okay. we've got Everton under-23s, under-21s, under-18s, under-9s, whatever it is, in the EFL trophy. The, the or the leasing.com... <laughs> trophy as it's known this year where you've got to put six players in who were in your you know who were in your, the, last, just, your last competitive fixture. fixture because otherwise you'd say that wasn't a problem we will actually play the under under 21s but well, we don't need that no, our under 21s point. are probably going to be in our next fixture anyway exactly so. but the point I'm, I'm, I'm making at the minute is if there's one thing we would love to avoid at this point with the injuries and, and the other problems we've got we don't need another midweek fixture, no. especially before uh, another long trip at the weekend to Exeter. Uh, the one positive, at least, is at home. Yeah, that is the only positive. The fact it is at home, and we don't I have to travel for it. The only other positive as well is that obviously we are going to probably put in quite a lot of under twenty ones. It's an opportunity for them if they've ever got a, a chance to get into the first team. This is it. So if they can go out there and put a performance in and show. Mm-hmm. Show them who should know by now what they're made of, but show the fans as well. Then it's an opportunity that some of them hopefully will be able to take. So there's, there are some positives, but I'm with you. It would be nice if that fixture wasn't there. We could just do without it right now, couldn't we? We could. But then again, win it ten grand in the pot. Maybe that would help towards whether it's loaning someone on a short term period or whatever. I don't know, but um, yeah, hey, we're forgetting <laughs> the best thing, lads, as well. Penalties for a bonus point. Another penalty shooter. That's what we oh, need. Oh no! <sighs> I know. That's it. Right. Well, look at the playing staff that we'd have available in that game. You'd probably expect it literally to be half and half. Yeah. Because we can't physically can't get anyone else. But it also could be half and half for oh, Saturday. Yeah. For a league game. I think we could just about straight through the benches where I'm thinking we're going to struggle. Well, I think we've got enough. Fair enough, you'd probably expect someone like James Clark will play right wing back. Can we not do what we did in pre-season, just solve all our problems? Register Jamie Maguire. <laughs> He's at AFC now. Just, uh, doesn't matter. Just uh, uh, bring uh, John Benson Why not? <laughs> we do need a defender for Saturday. So Andy, Andy Burgess. Back no, in. God, yeah. no, we're not that Le- desperate. Le- <laughs> Liam Earn up front. Jack Thomas in centre mid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have words with Cam and whilst I do let's hear from the man who's got a bigger headache than all of us three put together the man who's somehow got to try and put a team out for Saturday and the man who has also got to somehow sort out this leaky defence the manager John Dempster who early today was speaking to I Follow Stags expressing his di- disappointment following the uh, performance on Tuesday night where the Stags went from absolutely phenomenal to absolutely woeful in the space of 45 minutes here's John Dempster the game of football is an unpredictable one I mean if you look at it from the top level down to the bottom you know that there are 
um, strange things that happen. But, you know, from a professional point of view, it wasn't acceptable. We can't allow that to happen. Walking in at 2-0 at half-time at home, you expect us to walk away with all three points. So, yeah, we have looked at it in detail. Um, it's something, like I say, that we'll learn from, uh, myself included. But equally, you don't want to hold on to it too long, the disappointment. You've got to use the negativity to um, fuel you inside and your stomach. Um, but also you've got to take the positives and move on quickly and make sure that we're fully focused for the next challenge. We're a collective. We need to move forward together. Um, and that's what we're going to do. Um, Steven is similar to ourselves. They've got some injury problems. Um, so they're going to be thin on the ground. And it's important that we um, look at them, look at their weaknesses, where we can attack them, but also concentrate on ourselves and... Um, like I say, we look like we're going to score goals. And from kind of Christmas onwards, it was an issue uh, with the team um, scoring enough goals. And I, I feel that we've kind of righted that, but the the goals against Column's not good enough. And, and, and we need to time that up. And like I said in previous conversations, if we do that, we will be a force. Stakes boss, John Dempster, speaking to I Follow Stags early today. You can watch that in full by visiting mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Lots of great content on there for you to enjoy. And we were saying during that little bit off camera about, you know, how many things as well. It just feels so shambolic at the minute, doesn't it? It's like anything that can go wrong is being chucked at us, but... On the flip side of that, is it good to get it out of the way now whilst we can actually still do something about it in terms of bringing players in, in the transfer window rather than wait till mid-November where we, we can't sign players and we can't do anything about it and we would literally have to go with what we've got? Well, I suppose, yeah, you, you see something on Facebook. It's like you'd think the season's over, like now. Four games in. <laughs> God. Like four games. It was the same start we had in the conference when we got promoted as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we were one or month. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we're doing. So I can't remember who, who pointed that out, but someone pointed that out on Facebook. It is. Yeah. Use the Mansfield Matters page to scroll. Yeah, it was well. actually as well. <laughs> I feel like the work points. those years ago were uh, was all justified. <laughs> but it's true though, isn't it? Because we have had worse starts and finished. Finish well, last three. season wasn't the greatest either. No, there was. It, 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 what is the expectation again are we supposed to be going out and smashing teams six to or is it just the fact that we were it, it was such a quick sharp u-turn of being great and then being utterly insert expletive yeah is that what it is is it because of that because to be fair as well the atmosphere tuesday night had completely changed because at the, the first 45 minutes it was brilliant, it was great. It had a great feeling to be back at home. The fans were singing, Less, felt like a no good atmosphere. No toxicity, like and then at half time, it's like everybody had a dodgy pie or something, and it just changed. I think it was a bit later into the second half, to be fair, where it, where it really, really changed. But um, it just, I, at the moment, I'm try, I keep reflecting on last year a little bit. And I think you have to, Take though. out the last sort of. Um, towards the end of the season you try and ignore that for the majority of the season I'd say 75% there was a really good feeling around the whole club around everything even when we wasn't getting results it felt like things it looked like things could happen and you could see so much potential and, and see things being happening in the right way whereas 
at the moment I'm really just not feeling it I want to feel it I want to believe it but at the moment it just doesn't something just doesn't feel right in the air when you get to the so, you know, so to the to the ground nothing we don't seem to be getting much positive news at the moment do we about anything even on the pitch or off it nothing's going right you look at last season and you think we lost one up until we played Carlisle away in January is this sort of finally going to be something that clicks and it's like oh we're, we're actually going to need to turn up now like like it was last season because it was like win draw a few then win and draw a few and then lose and then draw a few more and win a, win a load and then so go on an unbelievable it's, it's interesting though because we talk about this but actually in actual fact as Elliot points out in the comments if we run against Stevenage on Saturday we'll actually be better off at this point this season than we were last yeah, season which is a crazy oh, thing it's a crazy sport yeah, but in, a, in a way though are we because I know you would say points wise we are but how we're yeah. playing we're certainly not absolutely and that's true. I think that's the main issue is uh, well not you know what I mean like we said it the other week where when we have to withdraw on the two games I said then that to me it's not about the the two draws it's about how we played during those two draws that's the most the concerning thing I've, said draws, but right? I, I've, I've been I've been really I've had a lot of time on my hands today and I've been reading back for a lot of uh, match reports uh, from last season to the start of the season just to sort of reflect a bit more and refresh your memory of how it was going and I look back for that and I think and I, and I started remembering the games and I think you know what although we were frustrated because we were drawing games you look at it like, we were so unlucky and the, the, the chances and the football we were playing it was like completely different so there's no wonder why we had positivity around the club because you could see things happening whereas now you, you're not. We're not getting that. And I think that's a problem. We've we've had it for a season. All right. Yeah. I accept. Towards the end of the season, that all went pear shape. That's obviously. That, yeah. That's, that's a given. But we got so used to last season playing good football and um, showing really sort of fluidness and positiveness within the team. We haven't got that at the moment. I think that's the biggest problem we've got. To, we've got to sort of come to terms with. Absolutely, and Liam agrees in the comments. He says this time last season it was the results we were disappointed with and not the performances. So, yeah. absolutely uh, spot on. Uh, he also he also asks, is it just me or do the players look a little bit more unfit this season uh, as well? What do you think? Or is it just the fact that it's been a, a heavier start than than the last campaign with less numbers? I'd probably say so. Yeah, because you think we from what played in pre-season it was pretty much the same against the big teams it was pretty much the same 11 all but maybe one or two changes and obviously being thrown straight into the into the league losing a man in Mellis first game red card then to lose Preston red card in second game and then get absolutely hammered in the court left right and centre and the, the heartbreak of losing our penalties it's just been one thing after another and then the suspension then more injuries and it, everything's just gone wrong I think I think you've got with all of that happening you've probably got the players that are mentally fatigued as well yeah, oh so yeah you've got that when you when you take that into account with the actual physical fitness yeah it's obviously going to take a toll but then I think you've also the other issue again we've got with having a new manager who's not managed at this level before is, How is did he, he get the pre-season that? well I'm just going to go back earlier than that and was the pre-season training correct because uh, I've heard a lot of players on, on podcasts and things like that where they spoke about how different managers have a different pre-season sort of um, 
you know regimes and stuff like that and unfortunately for Dempster I know he's he's obviously been there in the, the youth setup and would have handled sort of uh, you know the preseason of that but he's never done it at this level so there's a possibility he might not have got that completely right so we might not even been fully ready for it when we come into the league I'm, obviously I'm not saying I'm not saying that is the case but there's a possibility because he's so inexperienced that could be a factor into the player's fitness and preparation yeah and it, it's where to regroup the, t- the time back to try and put that right especially when this month you've been you know we've, we've essentially played since the start of the season bar for I think the opening week Saturday, Tuesday yeah. uh, and that's a, that's a lot early doors I, again the, the EFL trophy we could have really done without we could have done without rest ahead of Exeter but Exeter is where we got that slight hope towards the back end of last season so you never know uh, keep your comments um, coming in tonight really want to hear from you as always uh, your dad's been in touch so I'll see if you're, you're, you were arguing <laughs> with Simon last week who hasn't left a comment yet so I think you might have put him off <laughs> um, see if you have the same effect with your dad uh, we were talking earlier about bringing ex-players back some of it was tongue in cheek although I'm fully behind the hashtag bring back Digby uh, he says bringing ex-players back is not the answer it's going backwards Dempster should be given time and after 10 games we'll get a, better, get a better idea it's normally the last 10 games we suffer but maybe this season we just do the opposite fingers crossed let's hope the uh, optimism from your dad there is is something which comes to fruition back. you don't normally get that out of his mouth anyway not <laughs> optimism well there you go <laughs> there you go it's very optimistic I've read it in an optimistic manner anyway <laughs> uh, Gary says players looked looked a little bit jaded to me Macca was talking to Dempster even when the game was being played they were confused and the midfielder and midfield ended up as defenders uh, Peter says if the result goes against us on Saturday Will the Boo Boys force Dempster out? He's really up against it with injuries, team selection, but some selections seem hell bent. Some sections, sorry, seem hell bent on getting him out. Roger says it's still very early days, but the squad needs bolstering up as the bench look weak. Absolutely, as we've said. Um, Elliot says some of the players have the disappointment of either one or two unsuccessful, unsuccessful promotion pushes. Could that be putting pressure on the players? when they all know the objective is promotion yet we haven't achieved it despite being in good positions two years in a row uh, and Gary also says Lee Glover is an assistant manager has been an assistant manager in higher leagues so is aware of the pitfalls and can easily uh, and can supply uh, the experience required I think it is maybe uh, time that those two get their heads together and there, there's another issue as well because what you had when you get successful managers they tend to have a successful backroom team around them you look at obviously prior to his arrival at Mansfield the record which Big Steve had and there was one man which followed him around everywhere in Paul Rayner and he tended to keep the same backroom staff with him everywhere he he went likewise with David Flickcroft who who had Ben Futcher and similar coaching staff around him and managers Name any you can name any successful manager, and you can guarantee that probably ninety five percent of the time they'll be backed up by the same staff and backroom staff. This year, because Dempster is a new manager and, and new to it, he hasn't had that. He hasn't got that relationship in place with somebody yet, and he even admitted when Lee Glover was appointed that he doesn't know him on a personal level. He knows him doesn't even know him completely on a professional level. So that relationship has also got to be given time to develop as well, hasn't it, Nate? Yeah, I mean, you could even probably throw Paul Cox into that you know, mix as well. Yeah, he had his sort of 
familiar faces around him, and oh, sometimes, sometimes you you think, you, sometimes you say that goes against you. But like you say, when you're doing it right, then obviously you find you've actually found that sort of formula that works for you and that that relationship. Whereas at the moment, for me, it sort of um, it sort of feels a bit unstable. You know, you've got all these different aspects of the club, so you've got whatever whatever that's on the pitch, but then you've got all that on the side of it. So all the the coaching staff and management staff and all that, they're all new. Uh, some of them even knew in the role as well so uh, I mean, as in Andy Burgess as far as I'm aware he, he hadn't done that role before absolutely um, you, Liam Hearn come out of professional football you know so they're all they're all getting their heads around their own jobs trying to learn on the job and do it but then they've also got to try and work together when many of them haven't really worked in that environment together it's a completely different scenario to me that sort of like it feels a bit Unstable, as in it could go either way because we don't know. It's, it's not, it's not already a proven successful formula, is it? So it could go either way. It's like those first couple of dates, isn't it? When you're trying to get to know each other and seeing if there's a relationship there. Some things genuinely can't be forced. You can't force a good relationship. You can't force a, a good bond. You can't force the things which you want to happen in your head. You have to let them, you know, evolve naturally. But unfortunately, the nature of the beast in football just simply means can that time is one thing which you need but is is very rarely given and is of the essence when games are coming thick and fast and situations are being thrown thick and fast exactly point proven last week Huddersfield got rid of their manager after two games <laughs> two games three games one of the two it's just amazing how, how little time you actually have in football because that's the thing you have you could win three or four but if you then went on to lose the next eight you're more than likely going to be out of a job very soon and football's a very fickle game and a very unforgiving game and if you don't do your job you're out of it you don't get that it's like if you're in a normal workplace if you're not doing your job properly then you might get either extra training or a bit more time to do extra tasks or whatever you might give them that support but when you're a football manager you might have one or two lads behind you that have got that bit of support but you're pretty much doing it on your own absolutely and especially in John Dempter's case being fair enough he's got youth experience but being able to do it at the highest level it's not it's not an easy task and obviously we've still got to give him time to adapt and one boo boys wanting him out already it's like we're four games in give, give him chance we're playing some good football, but we're just not getting the results to back it up. Absolutely. I think the thing is as well, I mean, this is no disrespect to the job which John Dempster has, has done because I think he's done a phenomenal job with the youth team and, that, and we are starting to see the results. And I was really pleased for Alistair Smith when he got his debut at Carlisle. And I was pleased to see him come on Tuesday, even though I felt it probably wasn't the right time or place. And I'll have the same feeling when the others break through, which they inevitably will over the next two games. But there is a vast difference between working with and coaching players who are younger and who are fresh to the game because you can mould them but when you're working more with more experienced players in let's be honest let's be completely honest a more hostile environment because of the pressures which are there it is a lot more difficult to manage and sometimes it I imagine it can feel like you are trying to you know put out an inferno with a garden hose that's a thing you look over the last few seasons and obviously expectations went up when Steve Evans came in charge it was a poison chalice for whoever came in after Evans left got Flitcroft in didn't do too great 
built but then went at it the season after and when he left it's another poison child because it's like right the club now expect promotion from you go and deliver it and then then we paid a gamble so you know you're, you're saying there about the the sort of stepping up to the first team management that for me is and I think the Radford would have known this at the time when we spoke about this when the point was made it's probably the biggest gamble as in can he step up to that because you, you just mentioned there about the pressures of managing men opposed to kids but you've also got the added pressure of if things go wrong in the youth team as in you're not winning games or it's taking a bit while you've got time you've, you've got probably as much time as you really want unless it, something's it, really bad but you don't have that at a youth level it does not matter at all if you're getting beat every single week absolutely when, when do you see a youth coach a youth team manager sacked you don't because no. it's about it is about coaching and development whereas it's not about coaching and development at senior level it's completely about winning different games world. it's a different, different world game. completely yeah and that, that's that's if that's that's a gamble that's the gamble we've took as a club and it's still too early to know whether it's going to pay off or not but we need to be, uh, you know, uh, we've been aware of that from day one. So, uh, should we be surprised about the sort of inconsistencies that we're, we're facing at the moment? Well, it is a big question uh, to ponder. Callum says in the comments, totally agree with you. Evans had dodgy and Flickcroft had Futcher by his side. Just seems as if the players aren't really understanding what's being asked of them. In the interview after the game on Tuesday, one of the thir- first things Dempster said was that we lacked leadership and game manager game management yet surely that's his job <laughs> yep. it depends yeah, on where you look yeah, at that one yeah. doesn't it well let's uh, hear from one of those players who has been who or who who is in the dressing room and who has been in the dressing room for coming up to five seasons now is a knight of the realm his name is sir mal Benning. it happens to everyone i suppose um it happened to us at colchester last year so it's one of those kind of I want to say freak results because we could have prevented it ourselves, but we have to dust ourselves down and go again, really, so it's one of those. We felt rather comfortable, I think. We felt too comfortable, I think. Um, we could have finished the game off, including myself. I had a couple of chances where I could have scored, but um, after that, they um, scored their first goal. It's one of them where we have to regroup and concentrate on not conceding that second, but um, things happen, and I think it was a lack of professionalism at the end conceding the 96th minute from being honest um, which we could have prevented but it's still early days we'll, we'll click soon enough and I'm sure when we click um, we're going we're gonna to run to be fair I've kind of reflected on what's happening at the moment and obviously everyone's down with the result Tuesday but we can't get too down if you look look back at last season we started off very slowly with many draws and um, whatnot so you win Saturday it brings another perspective everyone's buzzing again you know what I mean so it's one of them we can't get too low um, we just got to keep working hard and um, working on what, what the gaffer wants us to do and win Saturday it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new day no one likes losing football matches um, especially after a great win on Saturday so it's one of those where we want to put it right Saturday um, at home again in front of the fans so it's one of those you saw the first half Tuesday how, how good we can be and um, Saturday at Carlisle we've shown we've shown Enough more, um, a lot more than we did in the second half against Leighton Orient. So we want to put it right Saturday. Yeah, I think there's a lot of experienced pros, um, including myself now. I obviously playing here for five years now. Um, so we do take a huge responsibility, and we have to take responsibility for Tuesday night because the gaffer can kind of give us instructions, but to concede like we did in the la- in the 96 minute is down to the players, really, isn't it? So yeah, we'll take responsibility, but. We can't dwell on it, like I said, it's still early days and a win Saturday changes everything. 
Stakes fullback Mal Benning speaking to you. I follow Stakes early today. You can watch that in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow where you can see some great content uh, behind the scenes and everything on there as well. Interesting when we were saying off camera again there, as we always do. I'm surprised we didn't miss the end of that, to be fair. Um, <laughs> we usually do. Uh, about that, some of the players who've been at the club long term, your likes of Danny Rose, Mal Benning, Christian Pierce, Amari Sterling James, um, players of that ilk, uh, CJ Hamilton, have been under five, what was it, four man. Five managed four managers four in managers five, five years. Seasons. Four managers in five seasons. Four different styles of football. Um, four very different styles of football. Um, four, five different ups and downs in terms of seasons and what the club have been through. But also, do, are they thinking after such a long time? You know, if we're not up there by Christmas, I want a, a new adventure. I want to go somewhere else. How long do you stay in a job for before you want a different challenge? Because there's a question of that in there as well, isn't there? I mean, especially after the likes. I'm not saying they ever will, because I think they're committed to the club. But the likes of Pierce and Mal, for example, who got in the PFA Team of the Year, etc., last year, they could easily, I'm sure, they will have been offers on the table, be playing at a higher level now, and probably should. Well, exactly. You, you see all the rumours about Lincoln and Salford coming in big money offers for Christian Pierce. It's like he must have had some offers at League One. I imagine Mr. Evans would have probably been sniffing around at some point, knowing how well they played last season. Obviously, Chief getting into the, the Football League team of the season. You think 72 clubs thousands of players and you've got Christian Pierce as one of, as one of the best centre backs in the country. Unbelievable, isn't it? It's <laughs> it's it's a, it's an interesting situation to be in to say, you know, that those players have been there for so long. And it, it's good to see that we're building a team and not chopping and changing every single year. But it, it yet again it, it's that thing of surely there's got to be a time where something clicks and it, it's it's when it does click. Are they thinking at the minute, Nate, oh no, here we go again. Well, is it, is it, is it it's a matter of is it going to click or is it going to fall apart? Because I think it all depends on, you know, you say about are the players going to want to stick around and carry on, you know, what what they've been doing, which obviously I hope is the case for, for a lot of them. But if we have a really bad bad season where this toxicity continues <laughs> and, <laughs> and again, you know, if, if we carry on in this sort of same same vein that we're going at the moment and and the atmosphere is not good around the club and the atmosphere is not good in the dressing room they'll probably start thinking for them it's it's time to move on It'll, you know it, it really does depend on how well we we do this season and uh, it's hard to at the moment it's hard to know isn't it but yeah. I, I think we've all got that collective <laughs> feeling yeah. and it's going to continue now because we're going to hear from John Dempster again uh, obviously we mentioned earlier the, the fact that we are <laughs> low on numbers uh, come Saturday, it's going to be a huge opportunity for um, the youth team players and the under 21s and those who have been in the academy setup to come through and get a, a chance on the bench, experiencing that that senior uh, match day feeling, and also they might get the chance subsequently in the uh, leasing.com checker trade slash EFL slash milk cup or whatever it used to be called LDB bands <laughs> insert name here trophy on Tuesday night. But also, you know, you've got to look at the other players, the likes of Amari Sterling James, another player who's been here for three, four seasons, but never really had a had a look in. 
is he going to get his chance finally on Saturday? I hope so. He's, he's showing promise, isn't he? So yeah. if he doesn't get a chance now, when is he ever going to get a chance? I'm sure we've said that before. <laughs> I think. I'm sure we've said that before. I think the issue with Amari is that we've never had a, a, a nailed on position for him. And I think the fact that we've now actually only got Danny Rose up front, I think it's more than likely that he will start up front on Saturday. And, you know, we can't forget that a couple of seasons ago when he first did come to us he was a proven goal scorer albeit at a lower level but he was a proven out and out goal scorer which is arguably you know what you need to replace Nicky Maynard isn't it exactly and fair enough he's still a young lad but he's been around the game long enough and obviously playing in the league's a lot tougher than lower league but you could probably say that maybe playing in lower leagues is tougher than higher because you've got to be more physical and, and kick lumps out of a player shall we say and you can't just let someone just walk all over you so I've been around long enough to know the game inside out and never had the chance so let's hope that grab the grab the ball by the horns and just, just take the chance now I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to think whilst we're here from John Devs because I'm going to ask you to do the inevitable job which he's got on Saturday and that's put a team together <sighs> capable of going out and uh, winning the game I want team Danny Rose Danny Rose yeah Danny. I've, been, I've been there and done that I've tried <laughs> unfortunately we cannot play 11 Danny Roses which is a shame um, I'm going to we give you a chance week. to think I want a formation and I want a starting 11 uh, starting 11 please you've got a couple of minutes to think about it whilst we hear uh, from the Stags boss John Dempster as he's been speaking early today about how he's coping with injuries suspensions and other bits and bobs which are hindering him when it comes to his team selection ahead of Saturday's clash with Stevenage there's no point crying about it you've got to get on with it uh, and we're fortunate that we've got quality within our squad and the 11 we put out on Saturday will be a strong 11 there's no doubt about that but we are thin on the ground and it's t at times like this we need people to come together and we need people to support us through thick and thin but we also need the players to step up and do the business um, and we'll be supporting them between now until Saturday to make sure that we're in a good good state of mind uh, physically ready for the challenge ahead we're going to look for reinforcements so we have been looking for reinforcements um, they'll be coming in probably in the well it'll be in the next nine to ten days the likelihood of getting somebody in yet yeah, in, in the starting 11 on Saturday would be slim we won't have a, an option to do otherwise but that's why we've got the under 21 players here that's why the structure has been set up the way it has over the last four seasons so it's a brilliant opportunity for them we've just got to be mindful that they're they're, they're drip fed in rather than chucked in at the deep end because they're young players that we're still developing um, but yeah no, we're fortunate to have them um, because that we would be in a pickle without them Jimmy's uh, still an under 18 um, there's, a, there's a possibility that he could make the bench on Saturday I'm just trying to think of the players and leave so Tyree Sinclair will be in contention for the bench on Saturday so brilliant for those young players Stags boss John Dempster speaking to you I follow Stags early today you were just going to say there Nathan about Jordan Graham yeah he? Still on the, uh, the, the ever-growing injury list, uh, so that's what you want. Right, I've asked you to have a little think about your team uh, and how you would line up. Cam's gone for it more seriously by uh, writing it out on his phone. Um, Nathan, you've got it in your head, I think all best managers do it in their head, so I'm going to come to you first. Great. Um, so no, you weren't thinking about it. That's why. No, no, I was. I was. I've already uh, got it all out, shaped, made it, everything, tactics, all that. Um, I mean, for me, I think it's different to what I think you will go with, but what I would do, so Stone would be in goal for me. Sorry, Logan. Um, left back, Mal. Two centre-backs of 
Pierce and Sweeney. Doing four four two. I'm going four three three. Oh, four three three. Okay. Or it could be a four four two. You could you, you could easily change anyway. But uh, right back Clark. He looked decent when he came on. Um, midfield four. CJ left. His actual position. Let's play him where he should be. See if he, we can get his confidence up a bit. Two midfielders of Tomlinson and Maka. Right wing, or you could switch Maka and, 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 and Otis Khan. So Otis Khan on the right wing, or they, they two could swap, whatever. Uh, and then up front, Rose and Sterling James. I just realised I've gone 4 4 2 there. But what I would do, <laughs> well, instead of that, I'd, instead of having CJ left wing, I'd go put him up front on the left. And uh, left side of the front three. Left side of the front three, which then he can drop into that left wing back, left, sort of left back, left mid if necessary. So if we're going to go more direct, I'd go for 4 3 3 and have it a bit more where you have CJ and Sterling James feeding off of Rose's headers. Cam? Where it can be a bit deeper. Well, I've got a 5 2 1 2. 5 2 1 2. Are you making formations up? Is no. This... Right, no. okay. Uh, goal. Uh, left wing back. He's Mal Benning, Ryan Sweeney, Christian Pierce, Mal Benning, uh, Mal Benning, Matt Preston, and James Clark. Then we've got Alex McDonald, left side, centre mid. Uh, Willem Tomlinson, right side. Otis Carl, a little bit in front of them, and Danny Rose and Amaris Sterling James up front. Okay, mine is going to be a 4 2 3 1 formation. Personally, I would put Stone in goal, but in, real- in realistic terms, Logan's going to play yep. um, right <laughs> yeah. back back four right to left will be James Clark who I think has uh, had a very good pre-season looks a very good prospect got a long throw in him which we should start to utilise as Danny mm-hmm. Rose anyway um, centre backs of Preston and Pierce uh, with Benning as left back two defensive midfielders or defensive minded midfielders of uh, Willem Tomlinson and Alex McDonald Right side of an attacking midfield three, Otis Khan. In the middle, Amari Sterling James. CJ on the left and Danny Rose up front. Danny Rose and Amari uh, to sort of of interchange between each other. One can drop in the hole, one pushes forward. uh, And, you know, people drop back. I think it's it's a viable option. And then you've obviously got Sweeney as defensive cover on the bench. You know, you've got your younger players to maybe come on and affect it. Your likes of Alistair Smith, Jimmy Knowles, potentially... Um, you know, Tyrese Sinclair, Lewis Gibbons, a bit of cover in there as well. It's yeah, it's very, very threadbare. And like I said at the top of the show, if he needs me, I'm there. Prediction time, um, if we can, it's time to you know pa- play the pound prediction game. And predictably, on the show, which is going to become a running theme, I think for the rest of the uh, the series. Cam has not brought his money again. Well, I have, but if anybody knows any good bailiffs, um, I'm a please, penny get short, in, please get in touch. Saying. Well, for last week, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, we let you off on, on that because you, we we felt bad for you and didn't want to go to Owen. Oh, we'll, we'll throw pennies. a penny in there, so, so we'll go on. No, no, no. You can just owe it next week. So, we'll, so he owes two next week. Uh, but your prediction, please. Before we start, though, can I just say? Uh, that on the predictions game so far just to give you an indication of the scores this is how it works um, every week we put a pound into the uh, predictions pot which is uh, here uh, and the winner who has the most correct uh, prediction nailed on prediction the exact prediction of the score at the end of the series will take home whatever is in the pot so far it's level pegging between me and Nathan we've also made uh, some other predictions including top goal scorer and currently, 
I'm winning that one. No, those, whoa, 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 those, whoa. those points. I don't. I think we should put this out to a vote to the to the audience. Should penalties count? Yes. I voted no. Yes. yes. What are you doing? You're going to lose. Who did, who, did, who, did, who did you vote for? Maynard, but you, you, and so did you. Yeah, but Maynard missed the penalties. That's why he's yeah, a bit he's, salty. Yeah, but he's gone for he's gone for Rose, and Rose is taking uh, pens at the moment. So anyway, it's one one on the it's one one on the predictions game, and I know I keep saying this every week. When I get a day off, I will sit down and sort something for you listeners uh, to get involved. I haven't had a day he off. He says he does summer. this, and when he gets a chance, he always plays football manager instead. Uh, do you know what? I've not played football manager for about two months. Really? Seriously, I've been that busy. Wow. I know, I've just simply not had the time. But Bank Holiday Monday, I'm Monday, innit? Oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, so we'll start with uh, Nathan. I'll go with you first. Your, go. Produ- your prediction for. Saturday. I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. Hey, Red predict, card. Predictable. <laughs> Said it now, so I'm putting it down, Cam. 2-1 yep, uh, stags. 2-1 win. Do you know what? I can't... It's going to be tough, but do you know what Mansfield Town do in the face of adversity, usually? Laugh. I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. Going to be nail-biting, but I'm going for the one. I'm going for the 1-0 win. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we don't predict... Cup game, so that's different. So, uh, pound please, Mr. Edge. Thank you very much. I'll take that off you and put that in the pot. Uh, here is my pound, it's going in the pot. And oh, yeah, yeah. for that, isn't it? Uh, we'll write you, you have to give us an IOU for that one. Uh, yes, <laughs> so there you go. At the moment, uh, Nathan's got one prediction right, I've got one prediction right. Cam yet to get on the scoreboard. Will he do so when Saturday comes? Last little a bit of chat then ahead of the week, and let's end or we'll try and end on something a little bit more positive. We've spoken a lot about the the negatives uh, this week. Let's end on two things positive. The first one is the goalkeeper situation, which you know it, it's 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 hard to talk about some weeks with and not, by not wanting to directly slate somebody and put them under the bus because everyone makes mistakes. But the goalkeeper situation should be boosted a little bit by the fact that Bobby Lesnick is now pretty much back in full training. The only thing he's not doing is contact crosses. Uh, is yet he is diving in training. How quick he'll be doing contact crosses will depend on how he's reacted to being diving in training, etc. Well, that's still no different. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Awkward. So much for the positive. <laughs> yeah, I apologise. That, 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 that was a low blow now. Carry on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Tuesday, though, if he's been doing contact crosses by then, could be an opportunity for to, co- to come in and p- potentially get 45, maybe 90 minutes under his belt, which is a positive to see, isn't it? Considering this time last week, we were potentially talking about maybe another month out and looking at bringing in another goalkeeper. I think... It is a massive positive, but I think I don't want to sound negative, but I think cumulatively over the season, Logan's had enough mistakes now to have his chance. I think Stone will be in on Saturday. I think I think I think it'll just bring a bit of relief to the defence more than anything. You think Tuesday night? How many times do we see panic clearing in the second half? It, it can't be playing great on the defenders' minds they've got to do their jobs as well as think about what the def- uh, what goalkeepers doing as well I, I, I agree with you. I've, I've done my best to defend Logan and, and I still won't I still don't approve on any sarcastic booing or cheering in the match I don't yeah, think that's that regardless I think if he saved a penalty that would be justified because he never does that but, but as a whole but, 
But anyway, you, so, so I mean, like I said, so I'll never justify the booing and cheering during the match. But saying that now, I've got to the point where I'm struggling to defend him. And I think that regardless of the mistakes he made, it's clear to see for anybody, even a blind man, that the defence don't trust him. It's just not right back there. So one, it's either time to change it now. Or, but two, like you just said there about Bobby Lesnick coming back, I mean, that will just... For me, I feel like I've just completely changed the mood of both the fans and and the players. I just think this the relationship's not there. You can you can see it. There's been so many arguments between Logan and and, and defense. Whereas with Alexi last year, we didn't have that at all. So that could be for me, and that could make a massive difference. It'd be like having a new signing, in my opinion. Different if it players. Goes back the way it was. Yeah, different players certainly reacted different situations in a different manner. Uh, the second and final positive is obviously. Um, Otis Khan has improved this season, has, has done relatively well, although he's let himself down uh, this week with the news. Which he's got to drive out. us forward. Yeah, he's definitely trying to get some boys on the board, but he's done it the yeah, wrong way. Abs- absolutely. Anything that could go I mean, wrong. I was going to make a joke about the Stags losing their coach driver and say that Otis Khan was the coach driver, but uh, yeah. I think anything that could go wrong has gone wrong. So However, I, just a, a quick one on that, though. Um, the article had a quote from. Otis, which I think people have read wrongly into because it mentioned about him going out on loan. I'm very, very positive, I'm 99% sure that the quote in which he gave was at the time of the, the incident, which, which was, was last season, mm, which was when he wasn't playing, which would have been justified. Beginning of April, middle of April? Yeah. Which he wasn't getting a look in at all. Correct. So, so mm. make of that. Uh, make of that what you will um, and then obviously the 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 positive is that Danny Rose is unplayable at the minute unplayable at the minute it's the Danny Rose of old it's the confidence and I, th- I think it's, just it's not even no it's not even the Danny Rose of old it is Danny Rose no exactly yeah. Yeah. and obviously like he's, he's, ma- he's matched his last season's tally already but I think the the goal at Carlisle on Saturday just proves what a what a key yeah, player people, is. Again, people are looking at the goals and yeah, looking at the goal that. scorer, but it's, I, it's no, I, th- I think play. I think the goal it was a good finish, but the the positive manner to get forward that like sneaking in at the far post. Oh yeah, great finish and great movement. The, so, I think the the finish was good, but it was the movement I was more impressed with because like nobody else would. Absolutely, the, the, the amount of headers he wins, he's done that all the time, no matter what, regardless of when he was when he was scoring or when he wasn't. He get windows headers both offensively and defensively, so that's a massive aspect. So, and I know opposition hate him because he does go down a lot, but <laughs> for us, he wins us three kicks, and at the moment. We've got players, Otis Khan anyway in particular, who's uh, doing pretty well with free kicks. I just wish one would go on the right side of the post and not or the bar, not not the side of Finitting, because he's getting so close and it's, it's a matter of time before one of them goes in the back of the net. I could make We've a joke. A threat. I could make a joke about near misses and I'm going to move away from that. <laughs> uh, let's <laughs> end on some positivity. As I say, in the face of adversity, the Stags usually do quite well. I think one thing which we need to emphasise and re-emphasise is that no matter what ball and what dodgeball gets thrown at the Stag this week, we don't need to be arguing. We don't need to be um, being negative and, and picking away at little bits because when you are at your weakest point, that is when you can become your strongest point by coming together, by rallying around each other. It's it's, it's difficult when we play so badly and defend so badly like we did in the second half. 
but like we've seen in the glimpses it is there we just need to harness that more and have a little bit more belief get yourself to the one core stadium on saturday there's a new fan zone which has been put in place uh, which is going to be open for the first time it looks like there's going to be lots of activities there enjoy the day let's make the one core stadium a place called home a place where bad things don't happen it's a sanctuary and it's a secure place to be let's kickstart our season and just say do you know what let's write it off to bad experience and let's prove that the right decisions are being made and that things can come good for the stags because at the end of the day we've played four games <laughs> if we were talking about this in november then i think they'd be more justified to have a deeper conversation about it but in reality it's still the start of the season anything can happen and like somebody said at the top of the show win saturday and we've already beaten last season's points total the performances are there in waiting the potential is there to be unlocked let's just go and do it and if needs be i've got my boots so don't worry everything at the end of the day will be oh hang on a minute these aren't even mine these are my dad's and trust me we're not that desperate. Join us next week on the show for the fans, <laughs> by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. We'll be joining you at 6.30. So come and join us there. Throughout the week, if you want to get involved, check us out at www.mcftmatters.co.uk. And of course, check out our social media as well. Facebook.com forward slash mcftmatters. And we are at mcftmatters on Twitter. Come on, boys. We know we can do it. Let's see what difference a week can make once again. See you next time. You don't want to hold on to it too long, the disappointment. You've got to use the negativity to fuel you inside and stomach but also you've got to take the positives and move on quickly and make sure that we're fully focused for the next challenge we're a collective we need to move forward together um, and that's what we're going to do away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.